0: piece of music you're listening to is called robot gypsy jazz it's a very unusual combination of jazz and electronic music and contains some very quirky sounds you're listening to how i make music a weekly show for music and audio producers to go behind the scenes and write more compelling music Each week, I break down a soundtrack that I've written and share the insights and stories behind how it was made. My name is John Bartman, I'm a music composer and producer from South Africa, and this is how I make music. Right, so this track is quite clearly an odd combination of sounds, and today we'll go into what gives it that offbeat and quirky flavor. Before we get into that, I'd like to play you a reference track. Let's listen to the opening theme song from the podcast No Such Thing as a Fish, a British comedy podcast. Here's what they play at the start of their show every
1: week. Hello
0: and welcome to another episode. So, that high pitched arpeggio lead line at the beginning, that thing. It would be a little bit uncomfortable for a host to try and make dialogue on top of that melody because it overlaps with the range of the human voice and it's very fast and it distracts the listener from what what a host might be saying. That's probably why they use it just as an intro but don't actually speak over it. I bring this up because if you are getting into soundtrack composition or music that is not pop music or commercial or retail music, you have to remember to leave space for the dialogue. Typically, a melody is what takes away from the dialogue, because it's hard for us to listen to a melody and spoken word at the same time. The piece of music I've written is probably better suited for this reason as a podcast theme than as soundtrack or backing music to any dialogue. Right, so on that note, let's go back to Robot Gypsy Jazz and give the main vocoder melody a listen. That's a super weird sound, and I absolutely love it. The first time I heard it was in the track Star Scat by Caravan Palace. Let's give that a quick listen. So you can hear a clear influence there. I fell in love with that sound when I first heard it and I sat down and worked out how to reproduce it. It's scat singing through a vocoder. So scat singing, the dry signal would be something like this. That type of jazz singing, which was invented to extend the length of songs and treat the voice as an improvisational instrument when jazz was coming into being. Once you've got your scat sound recorded, you run it through a vocoder, which is a vocal encoder. It makes humans sound like machines by amplifying certain frequencies. Vocoders also act as a type of auto-tune because you're able to play the exact note that you want to be sung on a keyboard. So listen to how the pitch goes up at the end of this part. The vocoder sound is popularized by Daft Punk in the 90s, and uh, they've used it extensively. But I oh, honestly feel Caravan Pella should get an award for basically inventing vocoder scat singing. Right, so we're going to move on to the guitar. Let's give the acoustic guitar a listen. The acoustic guitar in this song is an example of the La Pompe style. It's gypsy jazz guitar. And uh, the effect here is to have a strong downstroke on the two and the four uh, using the strings as a percussion. So, dong chuck, dong, chuck, dong, chuck. That's how you create this. And it's got a very rhythmic and percussive effect. And that's used throughout the piece. To further augment or accentuate, reinforce, and embellish this sound, well, oh, it's a mouthful. I added a A crunch guitar, I recorded four takes and panned them left and right. Let's give that a listen. Clearly nothing glamorous going on there, which is quite unusual for an electric guitar, which normally uh, stands out front and center in music. So it's really kind of in the background and just brings a slight bit of a rock sound to to the piece. On the topic of genres, when you're trying to create strange-sounding, unusual, weird, quirky music, you can get quite a lot of mileage by taking two completely unrelated influences and bringing them together. I've done a lot of uh, electronic jazz-type crossover stuff in the past, but I see also that you're able to throw in, for example, a rock sound or even something from further afield like folk music Combining these styles is what's going to give you a unique sound, and giving you a unique sound is what's going to give you a reputation. So if you're in this game for the career, I encourage you to experiment with combining and crossover sounds. Let's go into the brass. There's brass and woodwind used on this track, and I'm, I was fortunate enough to have actual players come in and do some takes on trumpet and clarinet. I'd like to play the synthetic brass sounds and then follow that with the real recording of the trumpet and take a listen to the difference between the two. First up, the synthetic brass sounds brought to you by the Contact 4 Library. Now here's the same part which I asked my trumpeter friend James Birchall to double. The first one clearly sounds a lot fatter. It's, it's an ensemble of trumpets, so there are a number of trumpets in that versus the organic one, which is simply one instrument. But hopefully you can hear how the velocity, meaning the hardness of each of those trumpet hits, sounds far more realistic, obviously, with the real instrument and really brings a character to the composition that you struggle to get using uh, synthesized strings and synthesized brass sounds. I'll play those two parts again in quick succession, just so you can hear what I'm talking about. Listen to the unnatural sounding hardness of the synthetic one. I'm always in favor of real instruments and live instrumentation wherever possible. And in this case, I've used both. So as a background layer, I used the synthetic and right somewhere in the front, uh, maybe a little bit more audible, I've used the live trumpet. And the effect that this has is that it sort of tricks the ear into thinking that the background instruments are also real because in the foreground you say, oh, well, there's a real trumpet and your brain goes and fills in the gaps and the background sounds more realistic than it actually is. Here are the two parts played together, the real and the synthetic. And this is a super common technique, I believe, at all levels, where composers have access to live instruments, is not just using the live instruments on their own. It's more of a modern sound nowadays to use software libraries in combination with live instruments. The take home here is that even if you're one person on your own, or even if you're a student that's just learning how to play something, there's nothing stopping you from acquiring software instruments and playing your own instrument on top, because it really brings a professional and modern sounding edge to your compositions when you combine the two. And you can hear how simple some of these parts are, you really don't need to be a virtuoso to write soundtrack music. So, go for it. Right, let's give the beat a listen. One way to make your beats sound a little bit old is to include a reverse snare sound. Give that a listen. One more time. This is a staple sound, one of many staple sounds used in the hip-hop of the late 90s, early 2000s. Labels like Ninja Tune had a lot of these artists practicing sample flipping techniques. So if you're in the strange position of needing to create late 90s, early 2000s hip-hop, sounds, that's one way to do it. During my hero worship of Caravan Palace I discovered also that sawtooth bass lines work quite well. So let's give the beat and the bass line together a listen. Very much on the beat and a little bit of embellishment at the end there, which sounds like this. But otherwise, remember that bass is more of a rhythmic instrument than a melodic instrument. Whether you're playing live or producing music, you're going to want the bass to anchor the beat, especially in this type of music, which is intended to be uplifting and to deliver some energy. To create variation between the A part and the B part of the song, I do very little other than just simply adding a cowbell to the beat. I have a way of explaining the role of melody, harmony and rhythm, but there's a fourth element, texture. Here are the sounds compiled from this track, which I would consider to be part of the texture. The part you'll hear now is a combination of a jazz brush leap a really background sounding pad sound with a high attack value, meaning it kind of fades in slowly, and something which sounds like sand being rustled around in a box, which is like a grain delay sound. Let's give these three texture layers a listen. What makes a texture? it doesn't really contribute much to the melody or the harmony or the rhythm of the song. There's just some quality about it that places it in a much more modern-sounding realm. Um, That kind of sound in a recording from, say, the 1960s would probably be considered some kind of mistake that they're trying to eradicate, but we tend to include that kind of stuff in music today. The take-home here is if you're trying to make your music sound innovative, then go ahead resample things, do crazy things, reverse samples, break things, <laughs> you know, that that's honestly my advice. Push your limitations. The introduction to this piece, Robot Gypsy Jazz, sounds like this. Those two fade in sounds are actually piano chords that have been reversed. Here they are, backwards again. I get a crazy amount of happiness out of recording piano chords or little licks and samples and then reversing them. Reversing and stretching samples should be like right up at the top of your toolkit for coming up with new sounds. My clarinetist friend, Zim Geisman, recorded this clarinet part for the song. You might be wondering why something would be called gypsy jazz and not just regular jazz. The gypsy scale is used prominently in gypsy jazz music. It's a fusion of Romani music and American jazz. The gypsy scale sounds like this. It's got a super exotic flavor and I've picked out the middle section of the scale for the clarinet melody. That chromatic back and forth really creates this uh, bouncy, almost like Transylvanian or uh, Eastern European sound that I love so much. Listen to it again within the clarinet part. The inclusion of this Eastern European sound in an already busy track creates a real sense of uh, the exotic flavor and, and just this madness that. You don't really know where to place this kind of music. It's electronic, it's got a little bit of rock in it, it's jazzy, and now it's got this Eastern European flavor. It's a crazy melting pot of ideas. I have no idea if it really um, sounds as good to other people as I think it does, but regardless of how it sounds, it was a lot of fun to make, and I hope that that fun was communicated and is communicated through the music. If you can believe it, there is actually way more to unpack. There's organ sounds and there's the arrangement and the rest of the composition to talk about, but I really feel that um, that is about enough for now. Perhaps a second episode on it at some point in the future. If you enjoyed this episode of How I Make Music, there is another one called Bouncy Gypsy Beats that you're probably going to want to check out. It's in the same ballpark, sawtooth bass, gypsy jazz sounds and a uh, sort of late 90s hip-hop beat. Also a product of my own band, Pravda, which I'll link in the show notes. So we'll listen to that full track, Robot Gypsy Jazz, in just a moment, but before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music, my Wednesday weekly show, in which I break down an original soundtrack that I've written, and I share the insights behind how it was made, so that music and audio producers can make more compelling music, or maybe just get some ideas from a fellow music producer. You can subscribe to this wherever you get your podcasts and if you need fresh music for your own podcast or your video, these tracks are made available to download through my website. So head over to johnbartman.com J O H N B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. that's my name. Go to the music page and there's a library. I'm growing this library and it's all original material, royalty free. You can search it using keywords or instruments, genres, title, moods, All that kind of stuff. Very easy to find what you want. If you can't find it, contact me. I'm happy to write something for you. Thanks for listening. And now here is Robot Gypsy Jazz, a crazy assortment of different flavors from rock to electronics and jazz, Eastern European music in its entirety. We'll catch you next week.
1: i